0: it's the great Scott show espn lafayette the best ticket in sports and joining me now is raging cajun lifer as i call him assistant baseball coach for louisiana as he is heading back to the college station regional he did it 15 years ago he's been a part of a number of regional teams some super regional teams as well that's assistant coach anthony babineau who joins us uh, pre-recording this one, he's not joining us live on Wednesday because uh, at the time you're hearing this, he's he's gearing up. They're taking off today for College Station. But uh, first off, bad man, good morning. And as always, man, I appreciate you taking the time. And how does it feel? I mean, that was a big goal of you guys to get to a regional. I know you got some more in front of you, but to, to be able to check that one off, how did that feel on Sunday?
1: Well, good morning, Scott. It felt really, really great. It really did. You know, we, as you mentioned, set out, as we do every year, to win the league, win the league tournament, get to a regional, get to a super, have a chance to play in Omaha, and to check off one of those boxes, so to speak, felt really, really great. You know, what an unbelievable three days of baseball we had in Montgomery. Just a great city to host the tournament. And after we got through the rain and waiting around and trying to decide how we were going to handle this tournament, what format we were going to use after we had missed a couple of days, the single Elimination Tournament was decided upon, you know, at the time we weren't for it. I still think, well, I still know, you know, that that's not the format that we prefer. However... It worked out for us in the fact that we played great baseball. Just a really great opening game against South Alabama. Just a a methodical beatdown, so to speak, from the first inning to the last in all facets of the game. Made unbelievable plays in that game. I believe four double plays turned, and the offense was clicking and rolling. Pitching staff was really, really great. And then you move to Saturday against the number one seed, Texas State. Obviously, we wanted to play them badly in this tournament, coming off of the sweep that they handed us at their place. So really wanted a chance to play them again, play another great RPI team with a chance to possibly improve our RPI. And what can you say really about the performance that Jacob Schultz turned in that night. Legendary. With,
0: I mean, it was, it was one of those ones you don't forget, you
1: know? No, I'll never forget that for as long as I live. Uh, and neither will he or neither will anyone who, who watched it, whether it be in person or on, on TV, you know, and you couple that with what TR did the hometown hero, so to speak in that game from Montgomery, he hits two home runs. He accounts for all of the runs scored in that game it just and then again, tremendous defense, and then you move into Sunday championship game against the Georgia Southern team that familiar with because we played them this year, had some success against them, but still, this is the tournament this doesn't matter they're they're playing for their even though they know that they were in they were playing to host, and the game started that way, uh, they came out playing like they were. Wanting to get that game done to bolster their hosting opportunities, and we didn't play that way. We we didn't we came out. I'm not going to say a little flat, but we didn't come out with as much energy, with with as much passion. And we let the guys know that uh, we let them know after those first three innings exactly what was going on and, and what needed to happen from this point forward. And the guys responded. Down five zero got one to get us on the board, Marshak drives one in to get get us on the board and like okay, yes, we can we can score. We know we can score against them. So now let's let's continue to go. And Bonds came in and held them down for 5 which allowed us to continue to to make some headway offensively. Got a three-run inning to get it to 5-4, then tied it 5-5. They go up and then you know, what we did in the top of the ninth to score those two to go ahead. You just really can't say enough about the grit, the tenacity, the toughness of this group all the way around. And I'm not talking about just the on the hitting side, but defensively, on the mound, what, what those guys did all weekend. And then Hammond coming in and locking it down for the, the – Inning in a third, inning and two-thirds, I believe, that that he did. Inning and two-thirds or third of an inning. I can't remember that part. But I just know that he did a tremendous job when he came in. Then when he started to lose command a little bit after the leadoff hitter, got that hit with two outs. Tally to come in, two pitches against their arguably best hitter, best numbers-wise for sure, one of the best hitters in the league get him to fly out with the bases loaded in that pressure packed situation was just tremendous. It really was. And a great feeling, a lot of jubilation. We were so excited for the team, for this group. This group has worked so hard for a very, very, very long time to accomplish this goal. And they were able to make it happen. You could see how much joy they displayed from winning that championship, knowing that they were going to be in a regional, not having to sweat anything out because we would not have been in uh, had we not won that tournament. But the tournament was won, we are in, and, and as it turns out, Georgia Southern didn't need to win that tournament to host. They're still hosting, which I'm very, very glad for Rodney and that whole group, just a class, a class act all the way around. So the Sun Belt has four teams in. That's awesome. That's the way it should be. It was like that at one point. Hadn't been that way for a while. And then you add those four teams coming in next year with Southern Miss, James Madison, Marshall, Old Dominion. You've got Southern Miss who's hosting this year, obviously. Old Dominion right on the cusp of getting a –
0: Y'all might have knocked him out, Bab. Y'all might have knocked him out of the tournament.
1: We might have. Absolutely. We might have. But, you know, they're right there on the brink. So the conference is just getting better and we're very, very excited about that. But back to us and your question. Just very elated for this group and it was a great feeling. You know, the last regional was in twenty sixteen and it seems like so long ago. I know it's six seasons or five seasons, but but it seems like forever ago so back in the regionals is is, is where this program belongs and and we're glad that this is the group that was able to make it happen
0: I mean so much has happened in that time um obviously and uh coach Anthony Babineau our guest ESPN Lafayette and uh, coach Rowe passing away and I know it's been talked about a lot but I did want to get your perspective Bab, on the, the the number 36 right it was the 36th win of the season and um, Robe's wife, Colleen, texting a few people, hey, the last out was at 436. And, you know, I think for a number of reasons, because it's been six years, because of, you know, Robe's presence, right, because Coach Deggs, when he took over, said we're we're, we're going to be a regional team and it took a couple years, because you guys had to win the game to make, you know, to get in and it came down to the last pitch. It was, there were a lot of reasons. Emotions were really high on Sunday for you, a guy that's that's been part of the program as a player, as a coach for so many years, where does where does that one rank as far as punching your ticket to the NCAA regionals?
1: Well, I think it because of the things that you just mentioned. Uh, I think it ranks, if not at the top, right up there at the top. You know, because I guess this one and and possibly that first one, you know, in '97. When Tony took over the program a couple of years prior to that in 95, and you know, that first regional bid that we got in 97, that was obviously very, very special. But this one, because of the things that you just mentioned, the, the amount of time in between and what has occurred from Tony's passing, from Matt coming back here, from COVID, and, and then you know, in 20 and canceling the season. And then you get back to playing in 21, but there's still all the protocols and everything that you have to go through just to play. And even though we played a complete season, it was just very, very, very tough to get through that season because of all of the extracurricular activities that had to occur. So it it was very, very special. And, you know, this season was back to normal in a sense of – all the protocols not being in place. It was just baseball. Didn't have to worry about all these outside factors. And again, just what these guys went through. You know, we started the fall with around 40, 41 players. And Sunday, when that last out were made, there were 28 players in that dugout, 28 tightly knit boys or men should I say, that went through a whole heck of a lot since the fall started. And they came together as one group. I think you can see that in the way that they play and the way the way that they interact. And then same thing with you know with, with the coaching staff. You know, there were there were a few changes that, that took place and Seth coming in and just very, very happy for Seth, because this is going to be his first regional wow um, that that he's able to take part in, so a special time for him too, and just our staff it's just a tremendous feeling to get back there it's 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 where we belong, it's what you know you mentioned my time here this is year twenty eight it's it's what I'm used to, so the fact that we're back there it's a really great feeling.
0: Coach Anthony Babano our guest, Great Scott Show, ESPN Lafayette. Now, I know some, some folks might be listening or fans say, okay, so you, you know the jubilation of getting there, but you know how do you get past that? I'll say this. I saw you guys on Monday at the selection show, and then I saw you guys at your office Monday. Um, I, I went to interview Coach Deggs, but I, I saw you mentioned Seth, Coach Seth Thibodeau, yourself. I mean, it was right to work. Right to work, scouting TCU, getting to it. Um, I, I would, <laughs> I would imagine that you know, if someone asks you, how do you move past the, the the high of Sunday and get ready for this week? First of all, I mean, I, I'm sure the exhaustion kind of helps you get over one thing, but uh, because you guys have been kind of, it feels like you've been in postseason mode for a while now. But how? What's the approach? I guess, Bab, to you know, it's awesome. We're there. Now we're working and, and we, got, we got more work to do because, you know, it's, it's one of the things on the checklist, but I know you guys have a few more you really want to check off.
1: Well, you mentioned in postseason mode for a while. You're exactly correct. We, we, we feel like every game we've played for the past month and a half, maybe almost two months, has been an elimination game because of the way the first half of the season went, just right around 500, maybe a couple of games above 500 knowing we needed to play better, knowing we needed more wins to have any sort of shot at a regional, you know, our back was up against the wall, really the whole second half of the season, and and we approached it that way. And that itself in itself speaks to the toughness of this group because they were tasked with having to win just about every game that we played the second half of the season. And we dang near did that. We, we dang near did that. And then going to win in the tournament and the highs and then the selection show yesterday, how do you move past it? Well, you really have no choice because if you don't, this week will be over before you know it. You know, there's – you mentioned there's so many things to handle from getting information on our opponents, from the travel arrangements. It just – these are things that have to be done – within a couple of days because tomorrow we're on a bus right we're on a bus so heading there so these things have to be taken care of so you have to you have to put it behind you and start to prepare for for the week ahead uh, or as I mentioned it'll it you'll be back home doing exit interviews before you know it
0: Coach Anthony Babinor, I guess, recording this conversation on Tuesday, airing on Wednesday, Cajuns taking off for College Station. You know, um, <laughs> we're talking about numbers, right? We mentioned 36, you mentioned 28, 15 to 28. 15 years ago, Coach Matt Deggs was at Texas A&M. He mentioned it being, a, you know, it wasn't the best time in his life personally in some of his struggles, so he has mixed emotions about it. But when you ask him about certain games and, and, and teams – he remembers the College Station Regional in 07 pretty well. You know, I brought up the Jeffries Tadford catch, and 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 he was talking about it as well. He remembered it. UL went to College Station 15 years ago. Uh, you guys came up just short. Heading back there now with Coach Deggs as the head coach. What's it going to take, Bab, To I mean, I, look, you're the three seed. You had to play your way in. A&M is the number five overall seed. TCU, I mean, your opponent Friday, they... <laughs> They won the Big 12 regular season championship and then you got Oral Roberts there as well. This is uh this is no easy task, man. This is this is I mean, I know it's been tough for you guys all year, but what's it going to take to to continue to never say die beyond this weekend?
1: Well, you're exactly correct. It's it's no easy task. Those are three very 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 good opponents. And look, when you get to this time of the year, there's only 64 out of just over 300 that are still playing baseball. So the ones that are still playing, they're still playing for a reason. They, they, can, they can either pitch, hit, or field, or do a couple of them great, or do all three of them great. Those are the teams that are still left. So it really doesn't matter the name across the chest as much as it matters if what team can go into these tournaments and continue to play their brand of baseball the brand of baseball that got them there, if they can continue to play that well. Because that you can't go, you can't change things within a week as far as how you attack the game, right? You can't, uh, if, 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 if you're not a home run hitting team, you can't all of a sudden become a home run hitting team. Or if you live and die by the home run, hardly ever can you make an adjustment where, you know, you'll play small ball so you we've gotta just continue to do the things that that make us who we are. We're gonna to continue to play aggressive we We think that's one of you know just about every coach in the sun belt after we won the championship texted matter or myself or or Jake or Seth and saying and their their words were all the same. It was congratulations. The toughest team in the league won the tournament, and then they added in how, you know, you guys' speed, aggression, offensively makes makes it hard for an opponent to handle. Um, you guys have enough pitching to get through a tournament, to suffocate an offense. You know, so we, we have what's needed. We just have to have for us to win this tournament – we're going to have to continue to play the way that, that we play to make us successful. We're going to have to continue to do that. If we can do that, we'll have a shot. If we don't, then we won't. That's just, that's just the bottom line. But first game against TCU, is it's, it's going to be a fight. It, it really will. Because as you mentioned, they, they've got a tremendous club. We, we, we played them last year. We're very familiar with them, and then, obviously, A&M, the five-seed Oral Roberts, has one of the best offenses in the country. It's a very, very tough regional, but we know that, number one, we belong. We know that, number two, we can be successful in this regional if our game is played, if we excel at what we can do good. And that's really all you can do is you can just – you go in there, you play your game, you play it to the best of your ability, and, and you hope that it's good enough.
0: Coach and him. and the,
1: the things – you know, the, all these numbers that you mentioned from – it's crazy how all of that works out from the, the 36th win and the time that the game ended 15 years ago that we were there in 07, you know, with 15 being significant with Matt, his old number, especially when he was there. And, and it's, it's really crazy the, the way that stuff works out. I don't know if you've heard or not, but Saturday night, <clears throat> Brandon Talley had a dream. Yeah. He had the exact dream as to what played out Sunday afternoon.
0: That he was going to throw that, the final that, pitch. Yeah
1: that he would he would be needed to throw the final out in that same situation. And it played out, and we didn't know about that until after the game. We didn't know. It's not like we said, hey, let's see if we can make this dream that he had come true. We didn't know anything about it until the last out was made. So just tremendous how divine intervention, so to speak, plays a part in all this a lot of times.
0: have you Have you heard the final call yet?
1: I did hear it. Let, uh, me,
0: let me, let me play it right now. And something, it's all J in there that uh, I
1: missed as far as divine intervention. Goes. No, no, no. There's not. I was when, when I, I thought for a second, when I first heard it, I was waiting for, um, Oh my, uh, Oh, oh my, my word, word Jay, uh, right Jay, right. But <laughs> I didn't hear any of
0: that. No, no, we didn't, we didn't have a Schneider cameo. Brad doesn't say anything, but at the very beginning, you can hear him. <laughs> you can hear him breathe in, which I find funny. Uh, which no one really noticed until I pointed it out. So Brad's g- glad I'm doing that. Um, I say tongue in cheek, but no, here it is uh, one more time for everybody, and then we'll let Bab run. Uh, Jay Walker with the final, final out. Brandon Talley got it done uh, at the conference tournament championship game on Sunday. 1-0. Swung on a fly ball hit to left center. Marshock. And the Cajuns win it. Brandon Talley gets it done. Let's dog pile. Everybody get on top. Louisiana is in the NCAA tournament. The Cajuns win the Sun Belt. Ho, ho, holy cow. The odds were so against them coming in. But Louisiana gets the automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. And that's, uh that's that's all she wrote there, but um yeah, man, I, I sports are fun, man, and uh, they're they're bigger than the game itself at times, and uh, right now it just has that feeling, Bab, so I'm, I'm glad we're still talking again this week. I'm glad you guys are still playing, and I know you have work to do, certainly before you take off for uh, for college station, and I always appreciate you taking the time, man.
1: Absolutely, Scott, um, hopefully. We can catch up next next Wednesday as well. Let's try to do it whether we're still playing or, or if we're not. But uh, have enjoyed this. And let's do it as long as we can, right? We, we When the regular season ended, we told the team that there was a possible six more weeks that we could be together. So let's see if, if we can make it. Let's see how many more weeks we can be together. Hopefully it's six. If If we're together for another six weeks, Boy, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great story. We already knocked one of them down, so let's see if we can knock another one down.
0: More boxes to check off, as always, Bab. I appreciate it, man. Safe travels to you guys. Best of luck, and we'll uh, we'll be listening. I know a lot of listeners will be watching, whether it be on TV or whether it be over there in College Station. But all the best, and we'll chat with you next week.
1: Okay, Scott. Take care, man.